This is Nick Walters yet again with the Industrial Hemp Growers Digest, and this webinar Wednesday recording is with Eric McKee, who headquarters in Denver, Colorado. Eric is the founder of the U.S. Hemp Building Association. So many cool things that you can do with hemp for building products. If it's hempcrete or hemp wood or hemp insulation, he is on top of all of it. So Eric founded this association. He is there of council president, and he lets us see all kinds of cool stuff that he has in his shop. He does it live for our recording from his shop, and you can see all these cool products and all these different things of what even can open your mind up to the imagination of what hemp can do. So you may want to go back to our website and check this video out just so that you can see the things that Eric is showing us. But he is a pioneer uh, in the building and trades industry for uh, hemp usage for industrial hemp. You'll want to hear this one. Hello, it's Nick Walters. Welcome back to our uh, latest uh, foray into our Wednesday webinar series. I'm glad to have um, uh, a guest on who is no stranger to, to the hemp world and has been taking some very uh, active leadership roles on a national and international basis, uh, Eric McKee. So Eric, live from his uh, cool shop in Denver. And had I not been snowed out, I had a, uh, in, an engraved invitation, right, to come and play around in there and see all that cool stuff. Yes, it's always an open invitation for you, sir. Always, always, always. <laughs> terrific, terrific. Well, Eric, we really are, are are glad to have you here and and to learn more about the uh, um, U.S. Hemp uh, <clears throat> Building Association and as well as the different things that you do uh, that are involved in above and beyond all of that. But why don't you just for quick kind of background kicks and giggles give us um. Give us the, the Eric McKee story uh, as much as the simplifying oh, you will allow you to do, do you, that. You want the, about that. Do you want the comedy or the tragedy? Um, <laughs> well, um, thank you. Thank you for having me, Nick. Uh, thank you for the to the co-op for, for having me today. Um, a little bit about myself. Uh, my name's Eric uh, McKee. I'm here in Denver, Colorado, and I'm an industrial designer. Um, been working in... Um, I guess the ski industry for most of my life, uh, I've sold a lot of the best gear and worked for some of the best companies, uh, in the ski and outdoor industry for a long time. Um, was always aware of hemp and its potential. Um, you know, I had read the emperor wears no clothes by Jack Herer, uh, in, you know, early on in my, you know, academic career and, uh, you know, but it was, I was kind of ahead of the curve, you know, cannabis was still illegal and caught, you know, nationally. And, uh, you know, there, none of this medicinal or recreational had, had been established. Um, but as we started seeing, you know, the, the movement happening here in Colorado, you know, I wasn't trying to be the, 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 the cannabis guy, but we started hearing whispers of industrial hemp and, you know, knowing all of its potential for food, fiber, you know, fuel, I, that's exactly, you know, as a designer, that's where I wanted to be because, you know, I have a, a conscious about consumerism. You know, I hate the fact that, you know, a lot of these business kind of uh, platforms are based on consumption. You know, something has to be bought and sold and disposed of or, you know, and so I, I hate the idea of just producing for the sake of producing and knowing that there is something that is sustainable and, you know, biodegradable and, 
earth friendly like hemp. I was a early adopter to the hemp industry and uh, I've been advocating for its industrial applications uh, since like 2014 or so. Um, in 2017, I built the, uh, the first permitted hempcrete structure here in Denver County. Uh, this is my little uh, my my studio workshop where it allows me to do some you know small prototyping and you know work on my projects, and um, you know by promoting this uh, it got us a lot of you know national and international attention as far as you know what is hempcrete and you know why are people talking about this, and so um, you know the last couple of years I've been um, you know to- we were just talking about these events you know NoCo and the Lucky Leaf Expo the the event in Tampa recently. Um, there's a lot of these events and expos that uh, the USHBA and myself have been asked to participate in where we go and we, you know, we don't talk about CBD. We don't talk about, you know, extraction and all that jazz. You know, we focus on, you know, the industrial applications, the, the you know, the building materials, the plastics and, uh, you know, textiles and, you know, all the really greater good stuff that can come from the plant. And so, um, yeah, I, um, I uh, been doing some uh, service projects here on my front porch. I have a you know about eighty pounds worth of hemp seed that's about to be sent to uh, Haiti for a for oh. a, a food project. And uh, also, you know, this is viable seed, so that they, they choose to eat it, they can eat it. But uh, hopefully, it'll be planted and sowed, and you know, they'll have a bigger crop next year too uh, that we can work from. And so. Um, that, in addition to you know the USHBA and some of my service projects, I also have my own business, which is uh, you know Wonder LLC, where we are a product uh, hemp product development company, and uh, we've been working on a variety of different things from uh, industrial lumber to uh, you know single use plastic cutlery and straws to uh, cold press hemp seed oil and a variety of other stuff. Super cool stuff, man, and and just so that. So anybody watching will know in full disclosure, right? We are we are glad to explore some of those opportunities at the co-op and with Wonder as well about what how we can bring some more of those great products uh, uh, to the market and then also more opportunities for our members to have um, some value-added opportunity to sell help uh, uh, and to um, uh, be a part of all of that. So tell me about kind of about uh, uh, the U.S. Hemp Building Association. How did all that come about? And how many of you, you know, early on, right? Some of you had to say, just like you, right? Look, there's way more to this plant than worrying about CBD. Let's start playing with some of this other and then exploring that. Uh, and then how did, how long did it take? And what were some of the things that as much as you can tell with the, you know, yeah. with the, um, how, how y'all came together as an association. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, in, I, I want to say October of 2018, I participated in the international hempcrete building symposium, uh, that was put together by Steve Allen and, uh, his organization, the international hempcrete uh, building association. Um, that was in Brussels, Belgium. And, um, there at that event, you know, we realized that there was a wave coming of interest in, you know, not just in the United States, but globally. And, um, you know, Steve Allen and his organization had kind of, you know, taken the torch as far as he could and having these, you know, annual, you know, international events. But, um, you know, with Henry Vias and Maddie and Tommy from Hempitecture, 
you know, we realized that it was necessary for us to have uh, uh, somebody, an organization above an individual or small business that was advocating for the industrial applications. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's just so much education that we need to share with contractors and with architects and, you know, building a market and building interest and, uh, you know, making this a viable industry. And so, uh, you know, taking it from a craft or cottage industry into the mainstream, you know, there's a, a bunch of hoops you have to jump through as far as, you know, getting products established with ASTMs and, you know, universal licensing and all of those things. It's like, well, it's, it's like, well, are we going to just roll over and die? Or are we going to, you know, get up and, you know, get this industry established like we know it can be. And so, um, yeah, with me and the gentlemen I mentioned, along with, you know, a half dozen other leading industry advocates, you know, that were not just focused on CBD, but were really focused on the industrial applications and, and hempcrete building materials. Um, we started having conversations, you know, we had, you know, every Tuesday at 11 o'clock for about uh, a year and a half, wow. you know, we talked about how to, you know, what was, you know, what were the committees that were necessary? You know, did we need to have outreach? And, and so what we essentially did was built this trade organization that's, you know, here to support, you know, the infrastructure and just, you know, build the supply chains um, for, you know, these, for these, for these, for building applications, you know, everything from hempcrete to lime binders to, you know, finding, you know, identifying architects, you know, it's, it's I can go on and on. There's, you know, there's tons of different, uh, you know, avenues, uh, reaching out to government entities and, uh, building, uh, uh, building, um, uh, you go down to the, the city, like, municipality, city right, municipalities and, and things like that. Right. Getting them absolutely. Through, right? Uh, so all those things, you know, we have people in different committees that are, you know, focusing on, you know, different obstacles that are in our way. And, um, you know, we, we've just been, promoting and banging the drum louder and louder. And, you know, I think about a year ago, we had about 150 members. I think we're up to about 200, 250 members now. And, um, you know, it's, it's the momentum's coming in ways that I couldn't have imagined. And it's coming a lot quicker. You know, we used to have a five-year plan. We, we did everything that we were hoping for in the first nine months that we had planned for the first five years. <laughs> wow. And so, I mean, you know, it's been really amazing. Well, you, you start reaching out to organizations like the ASTM or ULs, um, the ICC, and, you know, you think that they're more of a parental company or parental entity that's, you know, providing oversight, but, we're, you know, they're more there to, you know, support you and to help you navigate those methods and processes. So, sure. you know, to see a the CASTM now has a whole division focused on hemp and, you know, everything from CBD and extraction facilities to, you know, getting into the industrial applications, I think is, you know, is very advantageous of them. And, you know, we're, we're, we're making great strides a lot quicker than we hoped for. That's great. Uh, you're, you're talking about the ASTM D37 Cannabis Committee. Is that which section that you're talking about? That's yeah. it. That's exactly well, it. We actually joined up on that because, you know, um, uh, we have uh, we submitted an abstract for a paper on phytoremediation and we were accepted. Uh, uh, our abstract was. And so at the end of uh, in about 30 days, right at the end of June, they're having a symposium on um, uh, heavy metals 
dangerous metals that are are in the soil and then being remediated with hemp and and it's a international deal and so yeah we we joined up to to be a part of that and and it's exactly what you're saying it's not like somebody's trying to be a um you know your nanny or your big brother or somebody to do that they're there to say hey look it behooves everybody to have some standards that are understood across the board and we all kind of set our standards so that we don't have bottom feeders that come in and go, I'm hempcrete. And then somebody gets just kind of like, think about it like the seed business, right? For hemp seed. Think about all the buffoonery and bottom feeders <laughs> and all these other folks that sold, you know, a pig and a poke to all kinds of people about hemp seed because there wasn't enough of a, of, of a standard going across that anybody could go look to. And I mean, there are standards there like a Oscar and whatever. And I know I'm chasing a rabbit, but I'm saying it's that, it's that kind of a thing. I think it's, it, it seems akin to what y'all are doing to say, no, no, no. We understand as the people who are in this industry, we want there to be standards so that nobody, um, uh, they're not restrictive. They're just making sure that, you know, you know, you know what you're buying and you know what you're getting. And, and particularly when you're using building materials, right, that can affect people's lives, you dang sure want to make sure that's straight. 100%. Anytime, you know, you know, one, you know, health safety and life safety is, you know, absolute most paramount when it comes to these standards. But the second things that, you know, go with them and are also as big as, you know, trying to get something uh, mortgaged or trying to provide a, a warranty to a product or trying oh. to have something insured uh, or even having an engineer signing off on something and, you know, understanding the validity of this product. So all those things have to become established if we're trying to take it from, you know, a niche craft industry into the mainstream. You know, it's one thing to do a, a little, you know, workshop studio here in your backyard. It's another thing to do a, you know, a multi-residential, you know, multi-family, you know, complex that's, uh, you know, not just one individual could be hurt or killed, but, you know, all the other yeah. variables that could happen. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. I mean, you hate to think about it, but you have to think about it because if you don't, then you're not you're not doing you're not doing the industry service. Uh, to, you know, you know t talking about uh, being in Haiti, and you know, it's kind of you know they they understand freedom there, like that we will never understand because you know, unfortunately, they don't have the infrastructure or the regulations or you know the infrastructure to you know uh, protect individuals or. Uh, have oversight on, you know, a variety yeah. of different things. But, uh, you know, the reason why they, we do have those is, is to keep people safe, you know, is to keep it from becoming the wild west and, you know, having structures killing people or, you know, just houses not being built safely. Um, you know, talking about hemp and all of its you know potential, uh, a couple of years ago, there was a great, uh, 60 minutes or so. And they were talking about lumber liquidators and yeah. how they were importing, uh, flooring from China. And, you know, how we have all these uh, certifications and ULs and, you know, products. We know what where they're made and how they're made. But, uh, you know, they were receiving all this lumber that was, you know, it had four to, you know, a thousand times more formaldehyde in the flooring that, you know, than what was allowed by law. And, um, you know, hemp can fix so many of those things, you know, and we can do it here in the, in the United States. And, you know, this is about us, you know, providing a new greener path for all the stuff that we can do with this plant. There you go. All right. Well, tell me, um, 
pretend like I'm ignorant, which we both know is not hard to pretend. Okay, but but um, tell me what hempcrete is. What is hempcrete? Okay. Um, well, hempcrete is. Um, well, people have said it's it's been misnamed. Uh, people hear the word crete and they automatically begin to associate it with concrete. Um, un- it, l- unlike concrete, it's it's not load bearing at this point. Uh, it's not used below the surface. And so, what hempcrete essentially is is the wall infill. And so, uh, here I have a, a hempcrete slab here behind me. Uh, this is one of our blocks that we use for demonstrations. And then here also, my studio uh, has an eight-inch thick wall of hempcrete. And so, what uh, if you think about the the stalks and stems? Um, in the stalk, you have the long bast fiber, and inside of the ba- uh, inside of the the stalk, you in, in the middle you have the uh, the woody core. This is uh, mm-hmm. see, bring it out here. Yeah, you have this inner woody core that. Um, that almost is like a balsa wood like material you know if you it's you know if there was a a spectrum between leafy material or grass and then on the other end of the spectrum you had you know hard oak i think that hemp stalks is somewhere right there in the middle where it's nice and coarse and um but it's also it's antimicrobial it's um and well okay so the the, the thing is is once you mix the hemp herd with the lime binder uh, the binder is essentially the glue, and if you know anything about uh, you know Roman concrete, it's all lime based, and so you're taking essentially you know a, a very natural binder in lime, mixing it with herd, and adding water, and what you end up with is you know this solidified, uh, almost petrified material, and you know as it sets up and cures. You have this permeable air filter that's, you know, mold-proof, pest-proof, fire-proof. And, uh, you know, the big thing is that it's, it's carbon negative. It's, you know, it, it, while it's curing, it's, it's sequestering CO2. And so, um, yeah, you know, it's, um, it's a great insulator. Uh, if you think about the traditional batting, like your, you know, Pink Panther Owens Corning um, insulation, you know this has thermal mass, and so as it heats up, and it, you know it, it will it'll maintain its 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 heat. So as temperatures drop, or you know it it, it can it maintains that thermal mass, and so as temperatures fluctuate, it's going to stay a lot more consistent, a lot more comfortable over the long haul. And so, um, yeah, you know when we built my studio, uh, Bob Escher, the architect, and myself, you know, we were talking about you know what is the validity in this and um you know will it pass the kick test and as this stuff has set up and cured over the last couple of years it just continues to get better and better and uh you know i think it, it it's on par if not exceptional compared to other you know traditional building materials so it, it's what about um all of the lead standards and all of that does that help you get lead points like well, it will. The, it will. It will. Uh, are we current? Are we are we currently lead certified? No, not at this juncture. But they are absolutely aware of us, and uh, these are conversations that we're working on establishing. And so, you know, as architects or engineers, 
see that it's, you know, lead certified, it's going to be, you know, people that are going after that certification, this will definitely become more of a, uh, an option for them. Yeah. It's nothing that time and money won't cure, right? It's to get, that's right. That's right. It really is what it is, right? I mean, there's, it takes just like any other thing. It's, we got to remember that this whole industry is fairly immature. When you look at it on a, on a scale, right. Of time of, of other industries that have been involved and, and, uh, been around. And so when you uh, think about how many different places you would like to get a thumbs up or a smiley face on, you know, it's just, it, it's time and money, but, but the demand for the product, you know, sustainability is not going away. Right. I mean, and so it's not going away anytime soon and it's going to continue to be a market sector, whether you, kind of buy off onto the uh, need or the reason or not, okay, behind it. I mean, your heart doesn't have to be in it to understand that your head can be in it to understand. Your ass is going, going away, cousin, okay? You- <laughs> you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And so, um, you know, whether it's this, this past administration or the current administration, um, you know, this 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 dialogue has been going back and forth for the last couple of years um but uh you know with the current administration with his focus he you know uh global warming is not just an afterthought in the, you know you know in specific conversations it right. needs to be the leading con- it needs it needs to be the leading you know focus point on in every conversation and um you know if we you know right now we're talking about this you know trillion dollar infrastructure um, you know, injection that uh, they're looking to produce, you know, a lot of this, you know, whether it's for bridges or for hospitals or for transportation, you know, he wants sustainability be, you know, front and center in those conversations and, uh, you know, the, the carbon sequestering and, you know, businesses that are producing too much pollution, you know, there's a way to buy in and to make yourself greener. But, you know, realistically, we need to start making greener methods and processes and you know that's going to include construction and our plastic consumption, and um, you know hemp is going to be a leading contributor to all of these things that we're trying to reverse. And um, you know that's that's the reason why I've been getting out of bed in the morning. You know I feel so overwhelmed whenever I don't feel like I'm getting something done. Um, but uh, you know it's it's daunting. But there's just so much to do. Um, but uh, you know. One of the things that my business is doing is we are um, making available a list of services so that we can get farmers' crops paid for using carbon credits before the plants are even harvested. And okay. uh, we also have we also have access to you know drone technology, which re- re- you know reduces what we could use for everything from identifying males to you know spraying with you know uh, fertilizers or amendments to, um, uh, you know, identifying, you know, possible dry spots, but also reducing our carbon footprint that we're not using, you know, tractors and uh, engines or, you know, petro to, uh, you know, you know to, to walk our fields. Um, but also, you know, the, um, even the suppliers and, you know, all the outputs that we're, all the products that we're producing will have a carbon you know, this is how much carbon, you know, these products have sequestered or this product is carbon negative or, you know, this is something that we want to see on, you know, a list of products, not just ours. And, uh, 
you know, these are, I think that this is just the way that the, the industry and markets are going to be going in the future. It's cool. Hey, we got a question uh, that came in here from, from Michael. It said at NOCO, one of the speakers on the hemp material stage said that there are efforts with ASTM to certify three different types of hempcrete. What are those three different types? Uh, I, I don't know specifically. Uh, my guess is that it's probably not uh, a hempcrete specific. It's probably binder specific. And if I had to guess, uh, that would probably be uh, Sergei's uh, fifth element. It would probably be the Eurezi product that uh, Cameron McIntosh and... Um, and uh, hemp texture using, and the third one, I'm not sure who that might be, but uh, we also have a breather plaster uh, that uh, is certified Europe in Europe and uh, is hemp based and is used for for plastering. But uh, it can be used, but uh, it's not certified for hempcrete at this juncture. It's just used as a, a natural render. Gotcha. Okay. Very cool. Well, hey, show us some of the cool stuff that's uh, that we're looking at uh, in your workshop right there. Besides, besides okay. what you, um, besides what you well, showed us um, on that hemp crate. Yeah. So here behind us, uh, this is some amazing signage that was produced by Hemp Home Goods. Uh, this is Kevin King and his team. Uh, they've been working with the hemp wood material for a couple months now, and uh, they're using uh, the hemp wood blanks, and they're you know not just using it for wood flooring but they're using it for a variety of things from you know cabinetry to uh you know i have a beautiful tap handle on my kegerator now that's hemp wood and um yeah i mean their their imagination is you know everything from shelving to um a, a variety a, a variety of different things uh serving trays serving platters and um a, a bunch of other stuff um also here this is something I'm very excited about. Uh, this is some of the uh, the single-use uh, compostable cutlery that we're working on right now. But uh, it's, it's done. This is being produced by Green Tech Technology, based out of California, and we're one of the suppliers for these guys right now. And uh, you know, I've been doing everything to you know increase their production as much as possible because this will allow us to maybe put a, a second manufacturing facility someplace local here or wherever they're needed. So been reaching out to hospitals and you know the restaurant organizations and you know even my kids not just my kids school but the the entire school district i'm trying to get them on board with uh you know the single use uh compostable cutlery and straws i love it, I love it. and um so what else do i have here i have uh, well here i have uh, my ukulele this is a uh, one of a few hemp ukuleles that was made by a silver mountain hemp i think that this was made in nashville actually this was this was the uh, the canadian hemp guitars um but this is like one of 30 that was made and i'm very happy to have one of these and uh what else do i have <laughs> well i have you know i just have a a, a bunch of different you know raw materials i have a lot of people that send me products and they want me to, you know, validate them and say, hey, you know, is this good stuff that we're making? So I have, uh, you know, here's some herd that somebody sent me. You know, people are always asking about, you know, what's what's valid and what's good. Um, you know, one of the things I see in this bag is that it's not very consistent in color. There's a lot of variety in color. 
And so it makes me concerned about what might be growing in here. Also, I see that there's a lot, there's a lot of fiber in addition to this herd. There's also a lot of dust. And so, um, you know, if someone was asking if this could be used for animal bedding or so, you know, I, you would want to reduce the dust as much as possible because if there's low lying animals, it creates a lot of dust and you can give them respiratory issues. Um, also, as far as uh, hempcrete goes, you know, if there's mold or if this hadn't been redded properly, you know, you don't want to put something into your, you know, into your house or in a building product that, um, you know, it already has something bad growing in it. So you want to start with something that's clean and um, has been redded and cured properly. Here's another uh, another pro product sample. See here, this is a much more cleaner, more consistent, uh, you know, micron size and, you know, a lot less dust. And so I have people send me stuff like this all the time. Um, I also have a, uh, you know, here's a, a cottonized hemp, raw hemp product. And people can use this for like infilling sleeping bags and pillows or, uh, you know, you know, building upholstery or not, I'm sorry, not upholstery, but uh, um, stuffing inside sofas and, and cushions and things. Mm -hmm. And then we the have... Kind of um, stuff, is that the kind of stuff that Patagonia has been looking for to be able to do that kind of cottonized thing? Yes. In? I mean, so there, there's, there's a, there's, you can do it with like a chemical processing, uh, which, you know, has a lot of, you know, byproducts and, you know, just waste product that you got to be mindful of. And then there's ways of doing it more naturally, whether it's just through, you know, redding or, um, or, uh, even water, you know, you could break down material with water, but, um, you know, I think Patagonia is really trying to make sure that, you know, who's, who's processing it is doing it responsibly. So yeah. there's been people that have been, you know, in, in the, in the, uh, CBD space, you know, that are making stuff, um, and have a lot of waste, you know, material that ends up looking like this, but, uh, it's not really as ideal for making products as stuff that's naturally with, with, with less chemicals. Gotcha. And then, um, uh, oh, go ahead. Keep trucking. What, what, what was that? What was the question? I, I, who, no, no, no. There's question? another question, but keep your mojo rocking, baby. Don't stop. Don't uh, stop. What and so doing. here, this, this here's uh this is a product. Uh, so talking about the fiber, you know, there's stuff that's just generally redded and is, is, is rough. So here's a, you know, something when it comes out of the decorticator, this is, this is about as rough as it gets. And there's probably still a bit of herd in here. And then, uh, but if you could take that and you can process it a little bit, you know, this is generally done by hand, but uh, they're trying to mechanize this. And this is what is called sliver, S-L-I-V-E-R. It's not silver, but uh, this is what's used in, you know, textile manufacturing and, you know, everything from silks to, uh, you know, the, the softer clothing that we, that we wear. And so, uh, you know, this is, this is the, one of the, the golden tickets that we're working toward as well. Not me specifically, but people that are focusing on textile production. And, um, well, you know, so I guess, you know, going back to the herd, you know, and, uh, you know, my own projects, um, you know, getting that, you know, herd material and getting it processed to uh, a finer material so that it can be used in, uh, you know, for plastics manufacturing. Uh, where's my thing here? Here's uh, my 3D printer. And uh, I haven't been using it lately. I've been kind of distracted with my other stuff, but uh, you can make 3D printed filaments this is uh made here by a 3d fuel out of north dakota but this is uh the 3d printed filament 
And, uh, you know, again, with this stuff here, you're only limited by your imagination what you can do with it. I've, I've made everything from little tchotchkes to, to lamps to, to vases to buttons. And my son likes to make little per pieces for his Nerf gun. He 3D prints them with the, with the, with the 3D printer. <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's great. Well, we got it. I don't know if you can see the question right there, but I can read it to you. But Michael's got another great question. Michael's always got great questions. So what about the, the evolution of hempcrete over time as it relates to the composition, like the type of binders, the size of the herd oh, pieces? And yeah, do you think great new questions. types are going to come in the next four or five years? Or do you think things oh, are going to kind of stay where oh, they are? Yeah. Absolutely. No, I, I love the analogy of beer. You know, everyone thinks that beer is, you know, it's going to be icy light or Coors light. And, you know, but uh, realistically, you know, different methods, different processes, you realize, you know, how complex and the variety of different products you can have. And, uh, you know, if, if hempcrete being lime and water was as granola and as, you know, that's like making oatmeal. I mean, there's nothing to say that you can't use other geopolymers and make it more robust. And, uh, you know, people are using everything from uh, mag board to, uh, you know, uh, phosphorus to, uh, uh, you know, white cement and uh, fly ash to, you know, there's, there's a bunch of different things you can do to, uh, well, as a product developer, you know, there's different attributes you're looking in different products and you know uh they say what well, doesn't bend breaks and you know hempcrete is you know the way it's here you know the way it's made now it's pretty brittle you know it's pretty hard and uh it does it has no elastomeric properties to it and so if there's something that you could put into it that would give it a little bit of flex that would be great but unfortunately most of the stuff that you would add to it like that would also make it monolithic and it would stop being, you know, permeable. So, you know, all these things uh. you kind of have to take into account, like what are the properties we're looking for and what can we live without? And, but I, I totally believe that we are going to Frankenstein the hell out of this. And, you know, there's going to be a myriad of different products that we can make with it. I love it. That'd be, that'd be super cool. And, and it'd be a great way to be able to figure that out. I mean, it'd be terrific to see all those things. Oh yeah. We've, we've done all kinds of product testing here at my studio and at my buddy's house. And we've done everything from, you know, twigs and spit and Elmer's glue to, you know, uh, you know, biochar and, uh, you know, bagboard and, you know, all kinds of different stuff. And, you know, sometimes we have great successes and sometimes we have epic failures and, uh, you know, you, every, every one of them is a, is a learning opportunity, you know? That makes it that makes it even more that makes it fun and and uh, uh, um, really allows your creativity to be to be wide open. Um, most definitely, most definitely. So yeah, here's I want a, you to tell me tell me when they find some fiber that I can use for a toupee. That's what I want to be able to let me know when it looks good for that because I'm I'm ready to sign up. I I, I I like that. I'll, I'll have to put that one in my. I'll have to put that one in my on my list. I, I haven't. Well, when you showed that when yet, you showed that uh, you know that 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 longer fiber right there, it looked like a, a somebody's ponytail. So I mean, maybe this, that was this, this this definitely looks like it could be somebody's weave for sure. Um, <laughs> you know, whether it was George Washington's or uh, Thomas <laughs> Jefferson's, but I that was probably definitely somebody's wig at some point. <laughs> That's but uh, you know, here's. Here's the um, here's the hemp wood product. Uh, this is the flooring that's being being made in um, 
not Murray, Kentucky, but uh, Northern Tennessee. But you can see that this is just a laminate with you know traditional hardwoods underneath it. Um, and then this here is a uh, a biocomposite uh, cedar shingle that we're working on right now. Uh, there is no hemp in this. This is what's you know traditionally being used. But uh, you know this is you know this is this is all manufactured and you know this is ex essentially extruded out of a machine. And so I know for a fact that we will be doing uh, some product testing with you know products like this. And then uh, here's some other stuff that uh, has been sent to me. You know these are other manufactured lumber's and products that uh, you know that are made from you know bamboo. And um, you know right now this isn't being structural, but uh, you know there are other products that are. And uh, I mean whether it's used for furniture or you know cabinetry again or other other products there's just a laundry list of stuff that we can do with this and so this is you know the 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 plastics and the the you know there's there's stuff that's already up and established and is already generating revenue and you know that's kind of been the low-hanging fruit but uh you know getting this stuff up you know we're, we're we've really been working on processing and uh you know establishing you know sops to you know make this scalable so these these are the next steps that we're going after and bringing it, bringing it to a larger market i love it i love it so uh so if somebody wants to be a part uh do of of the u.s hemp um <coughs> building association do i have to be a builder or a contractor or a person could i just say hey love what you guys are doing i want to be a part and let me come be like an affiliate or, I mean, an associate of some sort. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I believe that everybody is welcome into the hemp space. Everybody's welcome at the USHBA. And, you know, this industry is going to take all types. You know, we need the co-op leaders. You know, we need the industrial designers. But we also need the, you know, the retail people and the marketers and the electricians and the and the fans, we need the consumers, you know, we need to, you know, we need people that are willing to spend their money on these products and believe in what we're doing. And that includes everybody. And, um, you know, the USHBA, we have enough committees, we have enough, I mean, if people want to support us with their money, that's always welcome, of course. Um, if, if, you know, we want your, your sweat and your tears, we want your energy. And, uh, you know, we just want your, uh, you know, we want people to be involved and to participate. And, uh, you know, I want you to be the best you, you can be. So, you know, if that's by, you know, jumping in and being a part of a committee or uh, leading a committee or, you know, just advocating and, and, and sharing our sharing our information with the rest of the world on social media or whatever platform you communicate with, you know, we, we appreciate everybody to get involved and, uh, you know, help us bang the drum a little louder. Love it. Love it. Well, man, we really appreciate your time today. If there are not any other questions uh, coming through on the chat box one way or the other, we'll probably end up uh, <clears throat> as a little thank you to you. Even though you run a nonprofit, we also have decided to do a little uh, a thank you and, and make a donation to the Friends of Hemp in your name, uh, just to tell you. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, hooray for what you've, for what you're doing and continuing to do. I know I, we are enjoying our relationship with y'all and 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 all the great things that that, that you're involved in because it's so neat to think about all the cool stuff. So 
be thinking about a, we need to think about a shark tank for all these different products, right? Think about a way we could everybody be on at once, pitching, understanding, learning, learning more about what maybe consumers want. That might be a fun thing for us to explore. So in our spare time, like we don't have anything else to do, but right. That's right. That's right. Here, I, I want to share this else with you. This is, this is something that's, uh, I, I probably should be sharing with everybody, but uh, it's just too much fun not to. I um I had a bunch of hemp flower and stalks here in my backyard earlier last fall, and from all the seeds that it dropped, I have tons of volunteers in my backyard now. And <laughs> so uh, here I have here here's one growing in my planter, and then, and then I have a bunch here growing along my 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 little deck here, but then here. I have a rash. I have a rash of flowers that are popping up everywhere. And what I've been using them for is I've been using them for my product photography. I have all my products that I've been trying to get on my website and we've been updating the website. So I've been using them as a, a great backdrop for my photography, my, my photo shoots. <laughs> no so, doubt that. <laughs> yeah. No doubt See, there's, that. A, there's, uh, there's a, there's a hundred, there's a million and one uses right there. You can use it <laughs> right. in the backdrop. We, ju we just found the last one. The the latest one. How about that? That's right. Eric, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. And um, thank you for those who have tuned in and are able to watch today. And I know uh, so many of you watch our recorded episodes because you can't always jump in live in the middle of the afternoon, but um, we appreciate all of that. And so <clears throat> next go round, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, we're going to have Cole Gibbs on from the uh, Dama uh, Distributing. And they've got all kinds of really neat um, uh, uh, bioplastics that they're and things are making from him. So we're glad to have them on as well. We'll be our we'll be our next spot. So thanks. Until next time, Eric. We appreciate it. Thanks for everything, Nick. Always a pleasure. Okay. Take care. This podcast produced and distributed by MWB Studios.